Hey y'all, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Let's Mom Bitch. I am your host, Alonda, and I'm so happy you chose to tune in today. This is episode number 23, Toddler Life. I'm ready to tell my story. How was y'all week? Mine has been pretty all right. Nothing spectacular, just a normal week. Just getting used to this schedule with the kids and football practice and all that stuff. Um, I may have said it on the last episode, maybe not, but um, Tristan was supposed to have his first game last Saturday, but um, it ended up getting canceled due to the weather. It was supposed to be a lot hotter than normal and um they didn't want the kids out there so um he's uh his football league is a national football league so basically it came from up top that the Georgia games and the kids in Florida were not going to be playing games um this past weekend so they're gonna have to make that up one of the weeks that he plays they'll have to have a game on Saturday and Sunday so we'll see how that goes um but um practice got rained out on yesterday actually so they're gonna be practicing um Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday of this week instead of Monday Tuesday and um Thursday and they may also have like a walkthrough practice on Friday just to prepare for Saturday's game so it's gonna be a busy week for me as usual with these kids and life um so y'all continue to pray for me Speaking of uh, Tristan's football league, um, we have a cornerback. Um, Tristan's position is cornerback. I wasn't 100% sure what position he would be playing. Um, This is his first year playing like regular football, contact football. He did play flag football last year in a recreational league, but that basically was for fun. And I mean, you know, he made some touchdowns and stuff like that, but as you all should know, uh, football in general is just, it's a, I feel like it's completely different from flag football. So I wasn't a hundred percent sure what position he would be good at. He's the smallest child on the team. Um, he runs pretty fast, but he's not the fastest. I'm going to be honest and say that I didn't have much hope that he would get like that he would be really good um with football but he has actually proven to be very good especially in the cornerback position um and he's starting to learn a lot and you can tell the coaches are noticing him more so we'll see how he does in these games I'm pretty excited for him I'm nervous for me because I really wanted him to just get this football out of his system and then you know not want to do it next year but depending on how the season goes he may want to continue on with football and you know as he gets older and the kids get bigger um I am not 100% sure how I feel about that but um we shall see
So I'm in this group on Facebook for married people. And um, there was a debate going on the other day. A lady had posted um, something along the lines of how do you navigate being married with single friends? And is it disrespectful to go on a um, girl's trip when you're married? And so you all know that I had just came back from a girl's trip. It was a weekend cruise. Um, It was just me and one of my homegirls. But I know I had mentioned to my husband before that I do like to take trips. I especially like to take girls trips and things like that. Of course, being married, it's not something that I would do like all the time. Like I wouldn't be expecting for my husband to um, be okay with me taking girls trips every few months but I think at least once a year it's is healthy um and I don't mind him taking a guy's trip at least once a year you know as long as we'll we are taking the trips that we want to with each other and with our kids um I don't see any problem with it now so my comment was something to that effect I said that being married doesn't have anything to do with your friendships whether you're you know, have married friends or single friends. The problem comes in when you're hanging out with your single friends and they're trying to encourage you to do things that you shouldn't be doing as a married person. And then that right there should let you know um, who your real friends are, right? So I didn't see anything wrong with that comment. Everybody you know, I, I can't say everybody, but a good bit of people agreed with that comment. But then this old man was coming for me. He was like, are you serious? I'm like, um, what do you mean? And he was like, your comment just sounds like you're a singer. I said only to a controlling and possessive man. Um, me being married does not mean that I can't have the friends that I want to have, that I can't go the places that I want to go. If my husband has a problem with something, he can let me know and we can discuss it, but I'm not going to be controlled and I don't have the desire to be with a controlling and possessive man. Now, I didn't say all of that to the man, but I, you know, I basically just said I doubled down on what I was saying in which your marriage has nothing to do with the friends that you have and you know it just comes down to trust and you know how you conduct yourself um trust is the biggest thing in a marriage I don't care what my husband do as long as he's he's not disrespecting our marriage and having single friends and going on a trip is not disrespectful to a marriage I don't care what any what anybody says you know what I'm saying? So it was a little back and forth with that. And some more people was agreeing with my comments. I think only one person agreed with his comments. And that was that. But I wanted to bring that up because it's actually funny. Um, even though I went on that girl's trip for the weekend and my husband has always been, you know, cool with me going places getting out from time to time like he didn't even dispute the girls trip um I enjoyed the cruise so much that I was trying to think about what I wanted to do for my birthday next year 
and um I was googling cruises or whatever I initially was gonna plan like a um a cruise just not a girl's cruise but just a cruise for anybody who wanted to come um for my birthday but then I started thinking like every year outside of maybe one or two years my birthday has always been this big production I've always been concerned about who's going to show up to dinner who's going to show up to brunch who's going to show up to the party at my house I've always came out of pocket to make sure everybody else was straight on my birthday and um also if I was in a relationship I always like consulted with who I was with and you know see what they would like to do with me and all that stuff but I felt like I didn't want to do that for my birthday next year I wanted my birthday next year to be about me what I wanted to do I didn't want to have to worry about you know tracking people down to see if they're gonna come if they're gonna pay their deposit if they're gonna make a reservation like sending out invitations it's just a lot it's like you know how like we're planning this wedding reception and i gotta track people down and track people down for the bachelorette party and all this stuff it's just like a whole lot of hassle for what like yeah i definitely love to enjoy my birthday with close friends and family and I love for them to be able to you know partake in the festivities regardless of you know money or whatever the case may be but I just really wanted to not have that stress that was what I was thinking that was my frame of mind so like I said I was googling and I um, have never been on like a carnival cruise before or any big cruise ships the only two cruises I've ever had was on that Margaritaville ship and um, which is fine but it's not it's a smaller cruise ship you know what I mean so I was Googling and I found this cruise that leaves um, June the 10th to the 15th. So basically on my birthday, I would be on the cruise. And I was just thinking that it would be all right for me to take like a solo cruise. It was during the week because my birthday, I believe, I believe is on a Wednesday next year, my actual birthday. And, you know, Shay doesn't like to miss work, especially when um, it's during the season like that. And um, I figured maybe I could find a drop-in daycare for Nyla. And Tristan could go to um, South Carolina for the, you know, couple weeks in the summer like he usually does. Um, I just figured since it was like a Monday through Friday trip, or I think I would come back Saturday that my husband would be okay with it and I was just you know I hit him up he was at work and we usually communicate a lot through text message and I um hit him up at work and I was like hey you know I was thinking for my birthday next year I really wanted to take just like a solo cruise and the cruise goes leaves from Miami to the Cayman Islands to Jamaica and then back to Miami and it's during the week so um you know, I know you be working, but I, I just thought it would be cool as long as we have the babysitter situation straightened out. And then you and I usually go to um, 
you know, celebrate my birthday on the weekends anyway. And plus that particular weekend is also Father's Day week, Father's Day. So, um, you know, I always have something planned for you for that. So I just thought that I could take the cruise. And then when I get back Saturday, we can go out for my birthday. And then Sunday we can do, you know, whatever I'll have planned for you for Father's Day. Well, that conversation didn't go as planned because this was probably like um, a couple of days after I had got back from the the girls' cruise, and I guess Shay was in his feelings or whatever. Um, but he flipped out on me. He, I mean, it was so bad. Like it was so bad that I mean, he was even talking like. He ain't want to be with me no more. You know what I mean? And of course, I'm telling you all this after I discussed with Shay, you know, if it was all right for me to tell this. So he knows I'm going to talk about it. But anyway, um, it was so bad. And I didn't understand why. Like, he was just like, you want to go on a solo trip by yourself and you're married and this and that or whatever and you know I was just so offended because I'm like what's the difference between first of all I was offended by how he was acting like it was by text message but you could tell he was yelling and he was talking shit and being disrespectful like I mean of course he wasn't calling me out my name or anything like that but he was just you know just I just couldn't believe how he was acting about this trip and I just didn't understand where he was coming from and I you know I never want to break up with Shay we just got married I don't want to get a divorce I'm extremely happy with him but he was talking about he was gonna divorce me you know he was basically saying that the dynamic of our marriage doesn't change just because I asked him a question first of all I was asking your permission I'm a grown-ass woman I don't have to ask your permission for shit. I do it out of courtesy and out of respect for our marriage. Now, if there's something that you don't want me to do, then we can have a discussion about it. And if there's a good reason, I'm going to take that into consideration. But if the reason is just because you just don't want me to go because you and your feelings, that's not a good enough reason for me. And I would hate to do something without your blessing. But at the end of the day, married or not, I'm still a grown-ass woman. And you're a grown-ass man. Like, you can come and go as you please. And I would like to come and go as I please as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, So it just blew up into something that I really didn't expect it to blow up to. And I really couldn't believe that he was talking to me as if, we're not going to have a marriage because I wanted to go on a solo birthday trip. Um, so when everything calmed and also let me add this, I'm not interested in being with any man who thinks that he can control me or that's possessive. I can't take that. Um, that's not something that he's shown me at all the whole time that we've been together. Had he had shown me that, I um, would have never been with him long and I would have never married him because being controlling and possessive is an extremely toxic trait. However, that is a trait of a Scorpio man. Um, 
Scorpio women as well. However, Shay has not shown me that. So I would have if if he had been lying to me the whole time and trying to cover up the fact that he's really controlling and possessive and then just decided to to show that side of him after we got married that would have been grounds for divorce for me because I just can't deal with that that's like the it's the most frustrating feeling ever to have somebody try to control you or you know to not want you to go nowhere and be around people you got to argue with that person like I'm not interested in being in another relationship like that I've been in relationships like that in the past it just is so disgusting to me it's so it's so sickening like it's not that serious boo you know what I'm saying like it is not that serious ma'am it is not that serious sir like if you feel like you have to control and be possessive to somebody, you need to um, not be in a relationship and you need to reevaluate your, uh, you know, mental health status because that is just not a healthy um, way to be acting. That's all I'll say about that. So this argument went on for most of the day. Um, I just couldn't believe it. I felt so hurt, felt so disrespected. And then finally, when everything calmed down, Shay and I was able to discuss it and come to find out like he was just in his feelings because I had just gotten back from a, a girl's trip. He missed me. We hadn't even taken, his exact words was, we haven't even taken a honeymoon yet or been on a trip. And you're already planning on going on a trip and by yourself. Um, so I wasn't even thinking about it like that. Um, to be honest with you, I had planned to take Shay to um, Vegas for his birthday this year. His birthday comes up in November. And um, I was just about to pay the deposit one day. And Shay told me that we don't have to go to Vegas. We need to save the money to move and all this stuff. You know, he was just making, a, you know, he just didn't want us to spend the money on the trip or didn't want me to spend the money on the trip. I was like, well, listen, we can do whatever you want for your birthday. If you don't want to go on a trip for your birthday, we don't have to go on a trip. He was like, yeah, we don't have to spend that money or whatever. But now when I'm talking about a trip and he's saying we haven't went on a honeymoon and we haven't took a trip and this and that, I'm like, well, you canceled the trip. You shut the trip down. I, um, I, um, don't understand why you're getting upset about it now because you're the one that shut it down. He was like, well, why did I shut it down? I said, honestly, I don't know because you wasn't paying for it. If it's your birthday, I'm paying for it. If I felt like I had the money to pay for it, then I'm going to pay for it or whatever so um he was just saying you just got back and you're already planning I guess he was feeling like you know I didn't want to be around him and the kids or whatever whatever he was in his feelings for whatever reason and um he explained that to me and he apologized to me and I reiterated to him that I will not be controlled and I will not be with a controlling or possessive man. And I hope, and you have not shown me that 
this whole time and we've been we've known each other over three years we've been together too you know what i'm saying and we've been married a few months i would i want to be with this man for the rest of my life and he wants to be with me for the rest of his life but it won't happen if you think you about to control me so um we got that under control and um he apologized i also apologized to him because i was like you know I apologized to him for being insensitive and for, you know, talking about another trip so soon. And I also let him know, I was like, I think he was like, he never thought about going on a solo trip. And I was like, well, you should. I said, I honestly feel like you should be able to take a girl, a guy trip or a solo trip once a year. I should be able to take a a girl's trip or a solo trip once a year. We both take two trips a year, one being with just me and him and one being with um, the kids and any other trips in between that, any events or whatever, we can discuss that on a case-by-case basis. But I trust him. I love him. I wouldn't be with him if I didn't trust him. And... I believe that he trusts me what's the problem I don't we don't need to be up under each other all the time like we're already up under each other anyway because we live together we're married we have kids you know what I'm saying but I think that it's healthy for us to also have relationships and friendships with people outside of each other you know what I'm saying um or to just take a break or get away for a short period of time I don't have any problem with that and I don't feel like he should so I think that we got everything cleared up I think we have an understanding of each other better and that situation was just so outside of the norm for us so I don't think that I'll ever have a problem with that again um But I just ask that you all pray for us. And, you know, I just wanted to speak about that because of the back and forth with this gentleman in the group. And he may be around Shay's age or a little bit older. And he's been married 40 years. And he say that um, him and his wife don't take trips without each other. And that's what's up if that works for them. And if that's not, you know, we don't know what the dynamic is. We don't know if that's his requirement and she don't agree with it or they both just don't want to do it. That's what's up for them. But some couples take trips without each other. You know what I'm saying? Some couples are able to hang with their single friends and stuff from time to time. So as always, I want to know your opinion. You can send me an email at letsmom.b.podcast at gmail.com. Or you can send me a DM at Let's Mom Bitch on Instagram. I also have my YouTube channel. I haven't uploaded any recent um, videos, but I will be uploading something soon. But you can still go ahead and like, share, and subscribe to the channel. And go back and watch any videos that you may not have seen.
All right. Well, I do have some news reports to talk about. Um, I guess shootings are now the third third leading cause of death for U.S. children. Over 7,000 children last year were shot. Um, In June alone, I believe that's June of this year, a six-year-old accidentally shot and killed a four-year-old in South Carolina. A father accidentally shot and killed his nine-year-old daughter in Indiana. And an eight-year-old was accidentally shot in the chest in Mississippi. So illness isn't killing our kids. Um, I think suicide is included in this study. Um, Our kids are dying from guns. And a lot of it is accidental. Um, Parents aren't securing their guns. Um, Kids are playing with it and shooting each other. Um, And then a lot of the shootings are homicides. Kids are killing each other. Um, Of course, the study says that uh, that, um, it's a high rate of African-Americans killing each other. And then as far as the gun violence for white kids and um, Indians, um, it's a high rate of suicide deaths. And I just think it's it's just so unfortunate. Um, we need to be able to talk to our children, find out what's going on, see what's bothering them. You can't just allow your children to just seclude themselves in the bedroom and you know, um, we have to monitor what they're doing on the internet, social media. We just really have to be involved in our children's life. They didn't ask to be here. Um, it's no reason why you should not know that your child is suicidal or that something is going on with them that could lead to suicide. It's no reason why you shouldn't know that your children is out here in the streets um, handling guns, acting like they're thugs and robbing people or just doing hood shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't, it's no reason why you don't know that. And if you know that and you don't give a fuck, there's something wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? It was an incident that happened back in my hometown between a couple of, um, females that I, went to school with and um the one female son this was years ago the one female son ended up getting killed and along with another young man at a party and then the other female son two of them um were accused of being the ones that did it and um I guess nobody really snitched but it was a lot of like streets of talking type situation and their names were the main names the only names that were being thrown out there as the ones that did the shooting but I just felt I felt found it to be very unfortunate that these women were back and forth on social media arguing with each other because you got the the one I'll say one, even though two young men got killed, 
I say one because I don't know the other lady and her child. But I do know the one lady and her child. And um, she's mourning the death of her son. And all she's doing is going off the information she's being told about who's who did it. And she wants justice for her child. And then, of course, the other young ladies at the time, they don't want to believe that their sons did it or their sons are saying they didn't do it. And, of course, they're going to have their son back, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, But you're trying to beef with a lady that's mourning the death of her child because the streets are saying that your child is the one that did it you don't be mad at her why is your son's name being brought up in a murder i mean yeah people get wrongly accused of things all the time however what circles are your children in who are they running with you know it's hard to believe that a whole bunch of people is going to point the finger at two specific people and there not be some type of truth to it you know what i'm saying not saying that they did it they were never convicted nobody was ever arrested or convicted for that to my understanding i could be wrong but i don't i don't believe that they were however these young men have been in and out of jail ever since. So they're obviously out in the street doing shit. And it'd be the same mothers that be ready, free such and such, free my son, free my son. Why are you saying free your son when your son is always the one in shit? That's what I'm saying. Like, And I don't blame the parents. Um, that's not what I'm saying. I don't blame the parents for their children hanging with the wrong crowd because you cannot you have to work you have to provide for your other children yourself that child keep a roof over their head and all of that i get that you can't watch them 24 7 but you also can't enable the bad and destructive behavior and you also shouldn't be bullying or harassing the young lady that that child died um, because everybody else is saying your son did it. You know what I mean? If it was him, if your son was the one that got killed and she and her son was the one that was accused of doing it, you would feel the same way. That's all I'm saying. And I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. Um, We have to be on top of our children. And we have to do the best that we can to lead and guide them into a good path in life. And we can't be enabling them by, you know, bypassing their behavior. Um, When you know their behavior... It's not right. And you can't always think that it's not your child. It's not your child. Because sometimes it might be your damn child. Especially if you know that your child is in and out of jail all the time. So, 
that's what I have to say about that. Um, it's very unfortunate that our kids in the United States are dying by gun violence, accidental situations, especially because if you're going to own a gun, you need to keep that shit locked up. Um, you better act out how you're going to get to that gun and unlock that gun or whatever when you need it. Um, but it's no excuse to have a loaded gun laying around the house. If anything, keep that shit on you. You know what I'm saying? Um, how, why are you cleaning a gun with it being loaded or a, you know, around in the chamber? That sounds like to me that you don't know how to handle guns. You need to take some type of instruction and stop just buying some shit and thinking that you know what to do with it because you watch movies and TV like it's crazy. So prayers up to these kids, man. Um, it's terrible that they're losing their lives um, from gun violence. So another thing that I wanted to speak about is a conservatorship. And y'all have to excuse me if y'all hear some noise in the background. I am on my way to work and it is pouring down. <laughs> so I never knew what a conservatorship was. And quite frankly, I didn't even need to know what it was because it didn't apply to me. But over the last couple years, you know, I had heard something about it with the Britney Spears situation where she was suing her father um, or trying to get out of the conservatorship that her father had on her. And apparently um, he had it on her because, you know, it was concerned about mental health issues and if she was able to um handle you know business on her own um I mean I don't have any details on that but apparently she was able to get out of it it lasted about 13 years it ended in 2021 but now retired NFL player player Michael Orr um is trying to get out of the conservatorship um, that he had with his supposed adopted family. Um, now, I'm not 100% sure if he's still in it or if he's just trying to get an accounting of, um, I believe he is still in it. And he's also wanting an accounting of the money that they received on his behalf. And um, I mean, he's basically saying that he wasn't, they didn't give him money that was owed to them. Now, the to him, now the problem with his situation is that there was no reason apparently for him to be in a conservatorship. Like he was not intellectually disabled um and he is the he is the young boy that was portrayed in the movie the blind side um you know and if you saw that movie you would notice that they um 
made it seem like he wasn't competent. Like it, he was being, you know, it portrayed as if he was slow in the movie. Apparently he's not. And I didn't know that. I mean, I saw the movie and, you know, I've never had a conversation with him. So I don't know what his, you know, intellectual status was, but, um, Apparently wasn't nothing wrong with him. And then he got entered into this conservatorship. Now, the family apparently is saying that, you know, they basically did it to help him to, you know, um, be eligible to go to whatever college he wanted to go to and be able to play um, football there. And um, the problem was that he was going to go to, is it Mississippi State? One of them schools, old Mississippi. And um, the um, his guardians were um, boosters for the school. So he would have been ineligible had because they were letting him stay there and, you know, providing a roof and you know, food and all that for him. But I guess if they had the conservatorship that he would be eligible, I don't know. Um, And apparently he was led to believe that they had adopted him and they never adopted him, which makes me upset because I believe all these years, everybody thought that he was adopted, but come to find out, he wasn't and if i'm not mistaken they had made made the excuse as to they you're not allowed to adopt an adult in tennessee but apparently that wasn't the case so at the end of the day you know i don't know the ins and outs of this situation but all i know is this man is what 37 years old now and he's married and um these people have been collecting money off of him probably continuing to collect money off of him and regardless of whether he had moved to end it or not they should have they should have done that on their own they should have said oh well he's when he signed his nfl contract they should have ended the conservatorship and they should have gave him access to whatever money that was available i do believe that they should have had some compensation but you don't just continue to collect money off of somebody for the rest of their life whether they say something about it or not and a lot of people are saying because he got married the wife is making him do it the wife probably ain't making him do it but sometimes it take a woman to let you know that somebody is playing you you know what i'm saying i know what i would say i'm gonna just keep it real with you i would have said just like this why these white people still getting money off of you (laughs) like you're a grown-ass man now you done been in the nfl like why do they still have this conservatorship on you and you're 37 years old and married that means that they can benefit on your behalf you know what i'm saying so i don't know i don't know all the details i would like to hear some more about it but i'm just saying regardless of whether he initiated this or not they should have initiated on his, on their own. They did their job. They helped him out. They gave him a place to live when he was in a messed up situation. And they have definitely benefited all of these years because of it. But um, they should not have continued to collect money on his behalf. That's all I can say about that.
so the next thing I would like to discuss is the um, incident that happened in Oklahoma with a um, third grade teacher. Well, apparently she came to school drunk or she was drinking at school on the first day of school. Again, she was a third grade teacher in Oklahoma. And the body cam footage of the police officer, I want to say he was like the school resource officer. So that's why he was there. But um, the principal and them suspected that something was wrong with her, that she had been drinking. And so they called her into a room with the police officer and the police officer. Everybody was talking to her and she was just changing up her story. And um, long story short, she was drinking at the job. They found her cup in the classroom and it smelled like wine. The officer gave her several chances to call a ride. They wasn't going to arrest her at the school. You know what I'm saying? She, of course, would have had to appear at court or something. I don't know. But um, she kept saying she couldn't call her husband. She didn't have anybody to call. And finally, she just kept lying and lying and lying. And um, then... Um, they didn't give her the option. They arrested her. Um, and it was mixed comments on um, social media. I saw all parts. It was four parts to this um, video of the body cam footage. Um, I saw it on TikTok. And it was just mixed comments about it. A lot of people were saying they don't understand why this was playing out on um social media and they was feeling sorry for her about that fact but one thing that you all have to understand is anytime you hold some type of public office or a position in which you have to have a license or you're caring for vulnerable adults or children anything that you do that's illegal is public record Your name and your face is going to be plastered across the television. Um, There's no way around that because you are supposed to be servicing, you know, these children or adults or whomever you're taking care of. Like I'm a nurse and I have a nursing license. So if I get arrested, guess what's going to be on the TV tomorrow? Nurse Alonda LPN, you know what I'm saying, was arrested for assault on such and such day. It's not going to be a secret. If somebody catches wind to it, it's not going to be a secret. Now, the video was heartbreaking to me. It was heartbreaking to me because you can tell that this lady has some stuff going on within herself, some stuff going on at home. She kept saying she has severe anxiety and all this stuff. My issue with her is, why did you come to work? If you are feeling that bad that you feel like you need to be intoxicated to cope and you're a teacher and you take care of third graders, you shouldn't have brought your ass to work. You're an adult and you should have been able to make that adult decision to not come to work. Now, I understand people got bills to pay and all that stuff, but you cannot be in a position taking care of kids and think that you're going to get through the day by drinking and that be okay. I'm sorry. So I don't feel sorry for her. 
and the fact that she got arrested and that um, she got caught. I'm glad she got caught. I have a child in the fourth grade. You know what I'm saying? I wish my child's teacher might be up in there drunk around my child. You know what I'm saying? Um, But I do feel sorry for her that she's going through whatever she's going through. And I hope that she um, is able to get the help that she need. Like she was very adamant about not being able to call her husband. Maybe her husband is the problem. Maybe he's part of the reason why she's going through what she's going through. So I don't know. Prayers up to her and her family. Hopefully she'll be able to get through the situation. I know she's receiving a lot of backlash in her community because, you know, the way that situation played out on social media was just heartbreaking. I'll say it like that. But um, you can't put yourself in those positions. You have to recognize when you need help and you have to get that help, especially if you're in like a public office or position in which, you know, you'll be held accountable for your actions. So prayers up to her and her family. And thank God none of the children in her class were her or anything because of her actions. So let's get into the topic of today, toddler life. Um, It is very interesting. Um, As you all should know, if you've been a faithful listener to my podcast, there's a nine-year gap between my children. I am 41 years old with a one-year-old. She's 15 months to be exact. And um, a nine-year-old. And um, it has been a lot, to say the least. (laughs) Um, My son, he is like low maintenance. He's chill. He's um, pretty much if he plays his games and, you know, he really just be wanting money for the um, PlayStation. And now, I mean, I have a lot going on with him because he's in a football league. So, He practices three days a week, games every Saturday and all of that. And now he's back in school. So just making sure he stays on top of his school and all of that. But this point in my life with him, he's very low maintenance. But my daughter, she is something like a diva. I just never seen a baby like her. I've never experienced a baby like her. Um, First of all, she's so precious and she's so cute and beautiful. But that thing has an attitude on her. And I mean, I'm sure other kids have attitudes, but I just never been around a one-year-old with the attitude such as hers. (laughs) And what I will say, when Tristan was her age, her terrible two started at one and a half and didn't end until he was almost four. So I did have a time with him as well, but she's just different. She's different in a good way, to be honest, because she's just so advanced. Um, like how do a baby know? I don't remember Tristan knowing to like when to kiss somebody and when not to kiss somebody in a way that Nyla does. Like, for example, 
I'll be like, give me a kiss, Nyla. And she'll, you know, put her lips up there to give a kiss if she wants to give a kiss. But if I say five minutes later, give me a kiss, Nyla, and I try to lean in for a kiss, she'll put her arm up to block the kiss. Or let's say she don't want to kiss on the mouth, she'll linger head down because she wants you to kiss her on the forehead or something like that but i just never know either the baby gonna kiss you or the baby gonna kick and scream and turn their head or whatever but they not gonna either kiss you in the mouth put their arm up to block you or put their head down so you can kiss their forehead i just never experienced that with the child now y'all probably saying oh babies do this all the time but i'm just letting y'all know my experience with my children um She's advanced. She's busy. Um, She's just into everything like a baby's supposed to be. Um, You know, I always talk about how old I am. I'm not old. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not old. My husband ain't old. But we old for kids. We old for little kids. We tired. You know what I'm saying? Like, all the, uh, we're at a point in our life when we wanted to relax and now we have this toddler that we're chasing around. Um, which is a blessing. Don't get me wrong, but there's times that it can be very overwhelming. I can't speak for my husband and I'm not trying to diminish, um, anything that he does with the children, but, um, I tend to be around the children and interacting with the children a lot more when it comes to, you know, just overall care for them because, you know, Shay works and then, when he's off of work and I'm home, you know, I'm pretty much taking care of things with the kids. So it's a lot. Um, I was in talking to a lady in my mommy group and she was talking about having mom guilt. And um, I've experienced that before, um, especially with Tristan, because um, I had worked a lot with when I had Tristan um I worked a lot and I was in nursing school. So I had a lot of mommy guilt because, you know, he had to always be at the babysitter. He had to always be at mama and papa's house. Um, And sometimes I wouldn't see him, you know, um, as often as I would want to. Or I missed a lot of his like milestone moments just because I had to make a living and make sure I could provide for him. So I definitely understand mommy guilt. But at this point, like with Nyla, I don't feel guilt at all. Because when I we made the decision to pull her out of daycare, um, and for me to work third shift, now I'm with the kids all the time. Like all, I get off of work. I got Nyla. Now Tristan's in school, but in the summertime, I had Nyla and Tristan. We're in the house all day and then until it's time for me to go to work. And now we go to Tristan's football practices three times a week, but, um, I don't have mommy guilt at all. I had, um, went to Red Lobster with my homegirl on Saturday and then y'all know I went on that um, cruise a couple weeks ago and I'm trying to figure out the next thing that I want to do you know not a trip this year outside of with my husband as we talked about earlier but I'm just saying like I don't feel mommy guilt at all right now because I'm always with the kids (laughs)
So as I said, the last few months I've been home with Nyla um, because we pulled her out of daycare, which that's definitely something that we wanted to do. Um, We were tired of her getting sick. And, you know, I just prefer to be home with her. However, you know, once I got home with her and how overwhelming it was and realizing, you know, I always have to lug her around and I can never have a moment to myself. Like if I wanted to go and get my nails done or something like that, I have to do it with a baby. And it's fine sometimes. And sometimes you just don't feel like dealing with a baby in a store or in a salon or something like that. So I kind of been considering putting her back in daycare, but it's kind of like, um, Uh, on the fence type thing or one day I'll feel like that the next day I won't feel like that and I really wish that I could find a drop-in daycare but everyone that I found um, in which they advertise they have drop-in care when you actually talk to the facility because these are commercial businesses when you actually talk to the facility that you would want to enroll your child in um, they don't have enough staff to do drop-in care. So you have to sign them up and you have to pay that weekly fee, regardless of whether your child is there or not. And I know me, I know I'm not going to just send her to daycare every day when I'm at home. But when I get off of work, I would like to sleep a couple hours or go handle some business or whatever and then get my child back. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Um, I, I would definitely speak to the husband about it. I Only about 40% of me wants to put her back in the daycare and the rest of me don't. But I just really wish... I just had the time or somebody to get her, you know what I'm saying, um, for a couple of hours here and there so I can, you know, go handle business and have a break because it's a lot. I don't understand. I know a couple of people that homeschool and on one hand, I think that would be awesome to homeschool at least early on. And then let them go to school in high school or something like that. But um, on the other hand, it's like I just don't have the patience to homeschool. I may be motivated to do it, you know, for a couple weeks. And then after that, I might be burned out. And that's not helpful to your child. So I really commend the teachers who get out there and do that and teach these kids and actually love doing it and actually, you know, are dedicated to teaching them because I just couldn't do it. I just, it's, it's a lot when you, we are, are required to do it all the time. You know what I'm saying? So it's just been a lot on my mind. Um, life has been kind of overwhelming and, you know, with a toddler being so busy, um, It just tends to be a lot. And, um, you know, sometimes I use this platform to vent and, you know, maybe I'll say some things that um, somebody who's listening can relate to. And um, as always, I ask that you all give me your feedback. You can vent about what you're going through as a mother or if you have a toddler, you know, how you're coping with... um, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or whether you're a working mom, if you have mommy guilt or daddy guilt or anything like that, please feel free to send me an email at let's mom 
let'smombitch.b.podcast at gmail.com or send me a DM at Let's Mom Bitch on Instagram. For those of you who have toddlers or just some um, young kids in general, what are they watching on TV? Do you allow them to watch TV? Um, Nyla actually really loves um, Miss Rachel on YouTube. And if you don't know who Miss Rachel is, she is an actual teacher. And um, her story is that um, her son was having some speech issues and she didn't have anybody to take him to or didn't see any programs that was good enough for him to improve that issue. So that's when she decided to create, um, you know, her YouTube channel so she could teach other kids, um, you know, how to talk and you know different teacher things (laughs) it's hard for me to break down because I don't know how to explain it but teacher things and she is really bright and bubbly and it's very educational and they sing and learn stuff and I really think that Nyla has learned a lot like a lot of the words and stuff that she say now I really believe that she gets that from Miss Rachel she clap claps and she just started saying bye bye And it's real funny with the bye-bye because we were watching Miss Rachel one day and Miss Rachel was singing the song. It's a song that she sings to end off the episode. And um, Nyla um, was listening to the song and all of a sudden Nyla said bye-bye. And then like seconds later, Miss Rachel said bye-bye. So Nyla remembered the song and she was listening to it and she made sure she said bye-bye before Miss Rachel said bye-bye. So that's how I know that a lot of the stuff that she's saying is from Miss Rachel. And then also when she was in daycare, I just feel like she had started to get really advanced because she was interacting with the other children. So I'm glad that somebody like Miss Rachel is around um, for me to be able to, you know, sit Nyla down in front of the TV while I can get some housework done. And it's actually like teaching her something and it's not no, you know, the bull crap that, you know, be on TV nowadays. So I don't want to hold you all much longer today, but I do want to briefly talk about Tristan's school year so far. As I told you all, he is attending a charter school this year and the charter school focuses on, you know, like the STEM type education. And um, but I also want to add that his charter school is geared towards young black and brown Um, boys and girls and um, when I say geared towards that um, I mean it's just that it's geared towards black and brown children and um, I love that every morning they do like affirmations like it's like um, they have to recite like the school mission and then they also recite this affirmation statement but the icing on the cake for me is that they teach them the black national anthem and i love it because first of all in public schools 
you know, most schools, the only black, um, ever black education that is received is like black history month. You know what I'm saying? Like the history books briefly touch on, you know, um, situations with black people. And, um, I just love the fact that this school is geared towards our African-American children. So, um, you know, I just wanted to say that I just, I feel like it's important for him to understand, you know, where his ancestors came from his, you know, history and to have a, you know, a proper upbringing, um, you know, knowing about his culture basically. And, um, I was like sharing with my husband that my household growing up wasn't really, um, I mean, we're black. My mom was black. My dad's black. Um, I know we're mixed with something in the ancestors, but, um, we're black and, my mom grew up in Virginia in times of segregation and, um, yeah, but we never really talked about like the black history wasn't really is enforced the word or discussed. Um, I, we just lived life. Like they didn't, we didn't celebrate Kwanzaa. We didn't like really talk about stuff like that. So, Maybe I didn't know as much as I should have about black history as other black kids did. Um, So I'm glad. What I'm trying to say is that I'm glad that my son is attending a school in which he'll be able to gain that background and understand where he came from. So. All right. Well, that will conclude today's episode. As always, I thank you all for tuning in to my podcast. Um, I just ask you to continue to pray for me as I go on this journey and as you all take the journey with me. Um, Again, the podcast, I'm toggling with the days because like I said, um, I've been overwhelmed. Um, You would have thought that I would have had more time on my hands now that I don't work during the day, but it seems like I have less time on my hands because it's filled up with um, other things. So um, right now the podcast is moved to Tuesdays, but today is Wednesday and I'm just now about to upload it. So... (laughs) Y'all just bear with me. You know, y'all going to get an episode on the earlier part of the week. Um, And I promise you, I would do better with that. But you know that I cannot leave you without an affirmation. And today's affirmation is, I am deserving of contentment, joy, and peace. 
With that being said, I thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Let's Mom Bitch. Please feel free to email me at letsmom.b.podcast at gmail.com. Send me a DM at Let's Mom Bitch on Instagram. I have a Facebook page at Let's Mom Bitch. I also have a YouTube channel that I would like you all to like, share, and subscribe to. And please bear with me as I post more content to that. Until next time, you all have a great day and a great rest of your week. Bye.